If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and this week I have a quick and dirty tip about the word brouhaha. A meaty middle about new words in Merriam-Webster dictionaries, and a tidbit about the phrase one fell swoop. Let's start with the brouhaha. Last week, ESPN fired Kurt Schilling because of an offensive remark he made on social media. And in his follow-up statement, Schilling referred to the brouhaha, but he misspelled the word as brew, B-R-E-W, ha-ha, like laughter. Like the name of a beer fest in my hometown, the Bruhaha. In an article the next day, New York Times writer Daniel Victor threw some subtle shade at Schilling by writing this sentence with starts with a quote from Schilling. Quote, this latest Bruhaha is beyond hilarious, unquote, he wrote of the Bruhaha. With the misspelling in the quotation and the correct spelling in he wrote of the Bruhaha. This incited a small round of delight on Twitter. Eric Rauschway, for example, wrote, This might be my favorite sentence ever. But brouhaha is an odd word. When I look at it, I can't immediately identify a root or origin. So I decided to look it up. Brouhaha refers to a commotion or an uproar, and some sources call brouhaha an imitative word, meaning it represents the sounds you'd hear during a commotion or uproar. Other sources say that in the Middle Ages, brouhaha was a cry used by French-speaking actors playing the devil. Some say the cry was specific to players representing the devil disguised as clergy, and that brouhaha comes from the Hebrew phrase baruch haba, which was an announcement made in synagogues that means blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Either way, English speakers adopted brouhaha from the French in the late 1800s. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles. With the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return, shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. 
Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com grammar today. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. And now let's talk about all those words Merriam-Webster has added to its dictionary. We use new words all the time, sometimes because of new technology, sometimes because of trends, and occasionally because someone just came up with a really good word that caught on. To keep their dictionaries relevant, editors need to always be adding these new words and also updating entries to include new meanings for old words. But they don't just add words as soon as they hear them or see them. The editors carefully watch words to see how they're being used and whether they seem to have some staying power or are just part of a trend that'll be gone in a year. According to the Merriam-Webster website, to be included in the dictionary, a word must, quote, be used in a substantial number of citations that come from a wide range of publications over a considerable period of time, unquote. For example, Merriam-Webster added athleisure to the unabridged dictionary, but the editors had been watching the word for a while before they decided to add it. In a Words Were Watching blog post in July of 2015, they wrote, quote, Athleisure refers to casual clothing, like yoga pants, sweatpants, and hoodies, that are designed to be worn both for exercising and for doing almost everything else, unquote. They cited recent examples from the Wall Street Journal, the Los Angeles Times, and Paste magazine, and noted that they had at least one citation from way back in 1979. They weren't quite ready to add it to the dictionary when they published the blog post in 2015, but now, in 2016, it made the cut. I'm betting some of the words they added this year are familiar to most of you, like Bitcoin, the digital currency, the first known use of Bitcoin was in 2008. And urban fantasy, which is a type of fiction that sets fantasy elements, such as elves and fairies, in urban settings. Urban fantasy is older than Bitcoin, with the first known use in 1978. And TMI, which is an abbreviation for too much information. I use that with my dad because he has a tendency to overshare. And Hella, which you've almost certainly heard if you've lived on the West Coast since the early 1990s. It's slang used to mean very or a lot of, as in, I get hella excited when they add new words, 
and they added hella words to the dictionary. Other words they added that might sound familiar to you include cold one, to mean a cold beer, coconutty, to describe something that tastes of coconut, cold case, to describe an unsolved criminal investigation, tune, as an abbreviation for cartoon, and life hack, which is two words and usually refers to a simple and clever tip or technique for accomplishing some familiar task more easily and efficiently. Some words they added that I hadn't heard before include fit and flare, which is an adjective that describes something that's, quote, fitted through the waist and flaring out at or below the hips, unquote, as in the new clothing line includes several fit and flare dresses and coats. And nomophobia, I love this one, it describes the fear of being without access to a working cell phone. It comes from the concept of no mobile, as in no cell phone, that's where you get the nomo, plus phobia. You'd use it like this, 66% of people suffer from nomophobia. And dipsogenic, which is an adjective you use to describe something that produces thirst. It comes from the Greek word dipsa for thirst, plus the genic suffix. For example, scientists might talk about a dipsogenic drive or a dipsogenic response. And mix, which is a gender-neutral courtesy title like Mr., Ms., and Mrs. And it's labeled for now as chiefly British because it's used more often in Britain than in the U.S., All in all, in this update, the editors added more than 1,400 new terms and phrases and more than 700 new senses of existing terms. And if you want a hint about words that could be included in future updates, recent Words We're Watching posts on the Merriam-Webster site include showrunner, which means the producer of a television series who has ultimate managerial and creative control, a new sense for the word ghosting, to describe someone you've communicated with who then stops answering your messages, and a new sense for burner, as in a burner phone, to describe something disposable that can't be traced. How do they find all these words? Well, part of each editor's job is to spend an hour or two every day reading a wide variety of published material, looking for new words, new meanings for old words, and so on. It sounds like a pretty great job. And now we'll find out where we get that phrase, one fell swoop. Most people know that if you do something in one fell swoop, you do it all at once. As in, I sat down last night and made my website in one fell swoop. But what does fell mean and who is swooping? As far as we know, the phrase was first written down by Shakespeare in the play Macbeth. It's spoken by the character Macduff, a Scottish thane or clan leader. In the play, the thane Macbeth murders the king of Scotland and takes the throne for himself. When this happens, Macduff flees the country to seek a rival for the new king. He soon learns that Macbeth has killed his wife and children in revenge. And when Macduff learns this, he cries out, All my pretty ones? Did you say? Oh, hellkite, all? What, all my pretty chickens in their dam at one fell swoop? Let's break this lament apart and see what it means. The kite in O Hell Kite refers to a bird of prey like a hawk. Fell means fierce, savage, or dreadful. 
It comes from the old French term fell, spelled with one L, meaning evil. And swoop has multiple meanings that could apply here. It could be to blow, an act of clearing things away, or the act of descending from a great height. A fell swoop thus describes the way a bird of prey might fall from the sky upon its quarry, or a murderous thane fall upon his unwitting victims. Today, the phrase one fell swoop has lost these dark connotations. It has a neutral meaning, free of any shades of dread. So that's your tidbit for today. To do something in one fell swoop means to do something quickly and all at once. That segment was written by Samantha Enslin, who runs Dragonfly Editorial. You can find her at dragonflyeditorial.com or on Twitter as dragonflyedit. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find transcripts of all these segments at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.